Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. <laughs> and you are Going In Raw. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit boss, and you are watching Going In Raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. And you are tuned in to Going In Raw right now. How you doing? Hey, friend, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. And anywhere fine podcasts are available, be sure to hit that subscribe button and the little notify bell next to it so you know whenever there's new Going In Raw content, which these days, Larson, is daily. Yeah, sometimes uh, twice a day. Yeah, sometimes. We're also available at uh, Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We currently have... Whoa, gee willikers, 80 people watching right now. Is this available to the $1 patrons? This is $5. Tomorrow, because we have Money in the Bank, a SmackDown exclusive pay-per-view, tomorrow, the SmackDown recap show will be available to all $1 patrons. All patrons. All patrons, exactly. I mean, if you kick in 50 cents, you might be excluded. Well, I thought the minimum is a dollar. Oh, is it? I believe so. That could be, okay. Because sometimes people say, hey, 50 cents. I don't want any rewards. It's here's 50 cents. Oh, I don't know. You can do I don't that. think anybody's done that. Though. No, I don't think so either. I don't know if you can do that. I don't either. Um, anyways, we've got a bunch of great reward tiers, um, and we're adding one thing to the $5 reward tier, which is our best value tier. By far. So up until now, our bonus episode has been kind of just an overrun of the Raw recap stream where we take questions. We do like an improv, impromptu, top 10, yes. some silliness. Um, but we're actually going to start producing an actual new bonus episode of non-news, which will probably be released every Friday. Um, and it's just it's let's all do it Saturday. Let's do it Saturday. Okay. Well, no, Friday's fine. Release it Friday, and it's all the like the little bits of news that really don't matter a damn, but for whatever reason they ended up or on stuff, the dirt sheets or stuff that seemed like it might be a story but ended up being a non-story, a non-story, not non-news. Yes, so it's non-news. So that should be a lot of fun. We used to do non-news. On our old podcast, uh, was it Podcast for the Win? Yes, and even before that. And 10 for the Win Live. Yeah, we used to do 10 for the Win Live. That's an right. An hour-long live version of 10 for the Win. What a great segue, Larson, because this Thursday we have our very first live stream Gaming in Raw. That's our retro gaming series. Yes. We're going to be doing that this Thursday 
Uh, stay tuned to our Twitter account or here on the show. We'll give you the exact time. Probably, Probably around the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. Two or three-ish. We'll see. Probably three. Um, yeah, I, w- I would think three. And we're going to be playing WWF No Mercy, the $10, page, $10 and up patrons. They all voted. I'll, I'll admit I'm a little disappointed. You wanted World Tour. I wanted a base hit tournament. It's been a while since we did No Mercy, though. I know, but it's been a while since we did, we've done a base hit tournament, All too. right. Well, I'm sure. I mean, No Mercy's great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I love that game. Well, maybe next time we won't even put it up to a vote. We'll just do it. Okay. Because that's not, that's not included in the reward tiers. It's voting on our, on our gaming stuff. I just thought it'd be a cool way to kick things off. Base hit tournament. Well, you should have said something. I mean. did. We talked about it yesterday. You said we didn't know. You said it was either going to be one or the other. I thought I made And then it. I think I said I'm going to put it up for a vote. I don't remember that. I thought I made it fairly clear that I wanted a base hit tournament. <laughs> did you vote in the poll yesterday? I didn't know there was a poll up till this morning. You didn't tell me you were doing a poll. Where's your Patreon notifications? I don't get them. Oh, my goodness. you got to take that Why would I get notifications for Patreon when I don't contribute Patreon, to our man. Patreon? Um, you you don't? No. You're not at the best value $5 tier? No, because I do all the stuff. Why would I want to watch it? That's a decent point right there to make. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, so that's going to be happening Thursday. So we're going to be doing this on on Twitch. I, we're going to try to do a double stream. I don't know if that's we even going to work. We can barely do single streams, man. <laughs> uh, so anyways, if you want to head over to twitch.com. No, I'm sorry, twitch.tv for Last Stephen Larson. Yeah, we have a channel there. People are still subscribing to it, even though we've done I update. I updated all our for years. I updated all our image stuff, oh, like good. our our because it was all like the old stuff. Yeah. It was like a GTA drawing I did of our old GTA Online characters. Screw that game now. Um, but I've updated to like going in raw the avatar, a picture of us like at the desk, like actually gaming, mm-hmm. and then like something else. Oh, good. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so yeah, we're going to do it on Twitch and YouTube. We're not promising any, like, we're not promising any competence when it comes to the stream. I'm going to do like a, a test stream in advance. Hopefully it'll be good. It'll probably be technologically speaking crap because that's kind of what we do. We're like, it's just us two. And, and when I'm the guy who's running the, the tech stuff, you know it's not good. That should just be our aesthetic, though, is, is like lo-fi <laughs> gameplay. You know, that's good. Everybody wants 1080p, 60 yeah, No, no. 480. Like real player. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Everybody remember real player? And we'll put, like, buffering uh, sequences in. <laughs> yeah, we'll add them. Yeah. Exactly. That's great. We're also at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash going in raw. I got this one from Pro Wrestling Tees, but th- this is New Japan. We have 10 designs still. You need to send me one of those pictures. Oh, man, I know. Talk about broken promises. Didn't do that. I'm going to read the Patreon pledges before questions this time. Okay. So that we can good idea. Yeah, right we've already spent about 15 minutes just talking about anything other than wrestling. No, that's good. No. Are you kidding? Gaming and Raw? Live? No, Are you that's kidding me? all important stuff. That's massive. People that's huge. listen to this show to hear us talk about Raw, which we should do now. So Raw! Raw! Raw cap. Overall, that's the throwback. Overall, somebody brought that up. What did we do? What was that for? Was that Tree of Woe? Yeah. Yeah, what? It was. Okay. All right. But with Tree of Woe, we had the actual stinger. Yeah, I had. I, I, I ran. It the, was early going in Raw when I would go. Psh. Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. That makes sense. And then we had a throwback it. to Tree of Woe. Yeah, yeah. And then we changed it for some reason. Well, so, because. Raw. Well, we don't have the, the soundboard anymore. Yeah, but we had me going. Psh. Why did we change it for me going. Psh. Because it's not as good as the real thing. <laughs> That's true. All right. Uh, anyways. All right. So here's my raw viewing scenario, and then I'll give you my, in a nutshell. It was a decent raw. View of raw. I thought it was really good. Yeah, it was decent. I thought it was good. I thought it was a bit better and decent. 
Decent's like a, a, a five. Well, oh. decent's like anywhere between a five and a, a seven. Yeah, five and six and a half. And once you hit seven, you're good, man. I thought it was like a solid seven. That was good. Um, anyways, no, so I, I got the uh, the PlayStation View service because I, I found out they have like a, a DVR thing on there. And so I used that last night for uh, for Raw for the first time. So I, I, I now I get the West Coast feed, mm-hmm. but it didn't matter because I didn't watch it until like midnight. Mm-hmm. But it was cool because you could fast through all the commercials. You can fast forward through all that crap and get the entire Raw. Yeah, it's only like thirty dollars a month. This is not an ad or anything. I'm just saying it's really good because they also have pops so I can watch my impact. Yeah. So bang, right off. Yeah. Amazing. MF youtube.com forward slash MF Steve here if you want impact reviews. Mm-hmm. From just me. It's so weird doing it that I don't have I don't have like Thursday nights. I can't do it because I'm doing dirt sheet. Yeah. I man. can't watch impact. No, you're not really missing much. Although there is something to be said for paying your audience to perform as if they're excited. Oh yeah. If you don't know that it makes for a very pleasant experience <laughs> because they, you know, they 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 filmed in Mumbai for the last episode, and so you know it's a bunch of Indian Indian people in the crowd, very excited, booing when they're supposed to be booing, cheering when they're supposed to be cheering. Man, WWE needs to learn from that. They should pipe in some like fake audio or something. Anyways, um, so I thought it was a good show. I thought it was a good show. I watched it late last night. No kids bugging me. It was awesome. Yeah, it was pretty decent. Roman Reigns comes out. Let's talk about this, man. This is like the most. It, it, was this a heel turn? We're he's always, been, we're always he's like, been doing this stuff for a little while. It's, it's, I don't know. He just kind of walks in with like this sense of entitlement. <laughs> <laughs> this was a bit different, though. This was a. There was a weird thing going on here. Okay, let me ask you. Well, this. there's there's arrogance. Yeah. Uh, there's sense of entitlement. This was like gleeful arrogance. Yeah. Um. And we've seen bits of that in the past from Rain. So, like, he's just millennial now. <laughs> Continue. Um, uh, but it seemed to me this week was the most fully formed version of this Roman Reigns. It feels almost like he's been waiting to do this. Well, it just feels like mania. This is what it feels like. It feels like they're all in on Reigns trolling the crowd. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he comes out and, and he, he says, seems happy about that. Yeah, he comes out and says, "No one can beat me one on one." And so he lists off everybody that he's beaten um, pretty much this year. Yeah. Um, and then he mentioned that he retired the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Of course, they got the crowd chanting for the Undertaker. Yeah, he said, but, you know, when he talks about when he was running down everybody that he beat, he says, ask my little brother, Seth Rollins. And he said it in such a... a Condescending manner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I feel like the last time we saw that was the post-Raw mania. Yeah. That's like when he said, this is my yard now, and he almost said it laughingly. Yeah. And he, we, he, we haven't really seen that from him. I mean, little shades here and there, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, it feels like finally, you know, after they've given him this, you know, fairly amazing string of, of, of singles, clean wins mm-hmm. over big opponents, mm-hmm. he can finally come out and say, nobody can beat me. Yeah, one-on-one, in, in some scenarios, two-on-one, no one can beat Roman Reigns. I, I like that. I like what I saw last night. It was as if it, it, it feels, to be honest, it feels like direction. Yeah. It and does. you can hate the fact that he's being shoved down our throats, but there was some intriguing stuff that leads me to believe that we might see a change in the universal title at, at, at uh, Great Balls of Fire. Could be. That might actually um, And so he comes out and says, this is my yard. I make the rules. I'm the new number one contender yeah. for at SummerSlam for winning the belt at Great Balls of Fire. Right. Um, of course, the crowd doesn't like this. Yeah. And then, well, yeah. 
Well, part of the crowd doesn't yeah, like Yeah, I mean, uh, th- I saw some very amused faces. Yeah, he still gets a really polarizing response. Yeah, but this made it even a bit more jumbled. Yes. Because you, it's not just like, oh, they're shoving him down our throats. We want to heal. Ru- Wait, he's kind of heal? Oh, whoa. This could be... Is it, like, people are going to react when it's, when it's kind of interesting. It's like, oh, well, that's, that's kind of new. Like, can I boo him now that he's doing something that I've been wanting for so long, even mm-hmm. though I'm so used to booing him? Mm-hmm. It's very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was entertained. I don't care. Anyways, he, he very condescendingly refers to Samoa Joe as just Joe, as like uh, the guy they call Joe, um, which brings out Samoa Joe, who, uh, you know, says, I, I can't help but notice there's one name you left off that list of people you beat, and that's me. Yes. Because you've never beaten me. Yes. And uh, so uh, that leads to, you know, well, Roman says, you know, to me, you're not Samoa Joe. You're just Joe. And then just Joe responds with just a headbutt. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, it was great. They start fighting um, uh, first in the ring, outside, get back in the ring. Uh, Joe goes for a coquina clutch. Roman blocks it, hits Joe with a Superman punch. Mm-hmm. Joe uh, rolls out of the ring, I believe. Right. Um so, and it was uh, announced later on the show, our main event, no, sorry, not the main event, um, match happening later in the in the night would be Reigns versus Samoa Joe. Right, right, right. So that was interesting. That was yeah. cool. That was a good, that was really, really, I thought it was a really strong first segment, man. Yeah. You have Samoa Joe in there, standing toe-to-toe with Roman Reigns, saying, you haven't beat me? I like that. That's good. Yeah, Joe's great. Joe is great. I'll agree with you. Joe is great. Uh, let's see here. Then we had the uh, Hardys versus the club. What are they doing with the club? They're jobbing them out, man. Yep. They are jobbing them out. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, they booked the, the Hardy super strong. I know. But when's the last time the club won a match of any significance? Uh, you obviously don't watch main event. I don't. <laughs> I don't even know if they win there, to be honest with you, because I don't watch that. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it's like, this is just, just one of those things that... Uh, you go you go along with it, you know. Carl Anderson, yeah. jobber club. I got a paycheck to lay down for Matt Hardy. Yeah, the Hardys went over. Yeah, yeah, that was kind um, of obvious. Uh, the club hit uh, Matt Hardy with a boot of doom. Mm-hmm. Matt Hardy kicked out. Yeah. Uh, Matt hits the uh, gallows with a twist of fate. Jeff Hardy uh, does a swanton bomb, gets the pin. Yeah. Um, good teamwork from the Hardys. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a bad match. No, it, it was, was what it was. Just, you know what you're going to get. Like, when you know from the outset what you're going to get. And because they didn't they cut at one point to uh, what Cesaro and Sheamus watching backstage. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, they still have their eyes on the Hardys. I don't know why they beat them, like, what, twice. They beat them in the steel cage and they beat them before that, didn't they? To win the titles. You know? No, they, they won the titles at the steel cage. Oh, is that when they were, yeah. yeah, but then and they then had a rematch. They did. They had the two out of three falls match. Oh, yeah, that's right. And double count out. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's, that's, tie. So that's not real. Okay. No. So they still have their eyes on the Hardys. We'll have a match, or they'll have a match at uh, Great Balls of Fire. Yeah. Probably the blow-off. Uh, at the end, Matt did a little of the broken stuff. He started doing the delete. Yeah, he did a lot of it. And he did, yeah, he did. And he did broken face. Um, so we'll see We'll see how that gets resolved. I, I wonder if I wonder if they're if they're... Stalling, pending that, or if this is just a natural flow of what they think it should be. I don't know. I don't know either. Can't really tell. Uh, let's see here. Then we had a Goldust promo. <laughs> you know what? I don't know if it was because I, I like I like my new Raw watching experience. At, one, at 12 o'clock at night, at midnight, or 11.30 or whatever, 
This allowed me to get into Goldust promo. Maybe it was that. Maybe it was just an effective promo. I thought this promo was actually pretty decent. Oh, it was great. I don't know. Was it any different than what he's been doing before? Like, superficially, obviously not. But, you know. Well, I think. This, I think this, this, I, there was something about his performance this time that I thought was extra special. Well, I, don't I thought know also uh, this promo benefited from some uh, specifics because they're having, uh, you know, uh, Goldust invited R-Truth to, I believe, meet him in the ring. Um, next week on Raw. He's going to have a viewing of his latest movie. Yes. The Shattered Truth? Yes. Yeah. Um, since the Raw next week's in L.A. Mm-hmm. So, we actually get some uh, some interaction. This was like a two to three minute promo. And Goldust never once came off like he was reading lines or trying to remember what he had written. Because I guarantee he wrote this for himself. Yes. Like, Goldust is... Phenomenal promo guy. Mm-hmm. Like when he's doing these, mm-hmm. this was a lot to like. He's good. He's always been good. Yeah, he's always been really good. Man, good for him. Uh, next up, ladies and gentlemen, Elias Sampson. Who wants to walk with Elias? He had a question for the people of, where are they? Evansville? Evansville, Indiana. Evansville, Indiana. Uh, a friendo uh, took the liberty to write all this down. Oh, cool. Dylan at Can't Be Censored on uh, the Twitter. And uh, so he wrote down the promo. Well, let me get my light up here. Um, I was sad. Here's my thing, though. I'm sad. I thought that he was going to have an actual song, because he sent this before I actually saw it. Yeah. But instead, it was just Elias Sampson, and he talks about, he remembers when he was uh, 15 and his father gave him a guitar and said, you can take this thing and tell the stories of the world, and you can go wherever you want. But Elias didn't realize that I drift into this godforsaken town of Evansville. <laughs> and then he proceeded to tune his guitar. Yeah. And he needed it to be complete. He it's, He's so trying not to laugh. I know. He is so in on this, and it's great. And I, you, the, the joy of this is you can tell they were backstage coming up with this, and they were all giggling. I know. Because it's so good. What I found funny, him tuning his guitar is just detuning his <laughs> low E string and, and then tuning it back up. Yeah. At no point did he try to tune it with any other strings on his guitar. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was great. Maybe like I drop it, it down to like C. Yeah. And then tune it back up to around maybe E. Yeah. And just did that a couple times until he was interrupted by Finn Balor. Yeah. So Finn Balor gets in there. And uh, he, uh, they just sort of have a little stare off, mm-hmm. and then Elias Sampson chooses to to pick his uh, pick his battle, I guess. Yeah. To pick his shots, and leaves, and then Balor has a match with uh, Bo Wyatt. Yeah. Because man, Bo, De- you know, I don't know, I, don't, I get, like there's a part of me that's like, ooh, this could be really, really cool. If they keep Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel with Miz, mm-hmm. which we saw have, later, yeah, and then have Miz feud with Bray, yeah, and get Bo to turn on Miz, like who, like that, that would be amazing. Yeah, I don't see it happening, but no. it, it'd be fantastic. It'd be fantastic. It could happen. Bo Dallas looks great with that beard. Five percent chance of that happening. Yeah, he looks great. His new ring gear, like it's the singlet, but it's black, mm-hmm. so it kind of hides like his, you know. His curves, I guess, mm-hmm. which you don't really want to see. It's better than a diaper. And he's got like, yeah, he's got mean, almost Wyatt face going. Yeah, he attacked Finn some of his, the match. Now that he's got started. that beard, some of his some of his facial expressions are so bright. I know. Like you can tell the rotunda jeans are strong. Yeah. Uh, Bo attacks Finn before the match even starts. Once the bell rings, Bo hits a rainmaker. I like that your note here says, great bread on Bo. I know, I noticed that right here, too. Kojima. <clears throat> um... 
so Bo had the upper hand for the first half of the match. Right. Decisively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Finn mounted a comeback. Yeah. Hit sling blade, drop kick into the corner, coup de grace. Mm-hmm. Picks yeah. up the win. That's good. Um, they cut to the commentary booth. Yeah. Um, and then Corey Graves hears something. Somebody's getting in his ear. Yeah, gets up and leaves. So go to commercial, come back. Backstage, Kurt Angle's on his phone. Corey Graves comes in and mm. says something about his, you know, how was your father's day or something like that. Mm. And then Corey says, I got the same text you did. Oh, yeah. So Oof. what's that about? I don't know. I don't know. In walks Enzo and Cass. Yeah. And Kurt Angle says, okay, we're going to get to the bottom. Tonight. 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 Kurt Angle is going to crack the case. That was great. That's when how they, they kept the, promoting it. Yeah. And they had the graphic up. Kurt Angle cracks the case. Yeah. And it's a picture of him from like 15 years ago. I know. It's like a super old picture of him. It did not look like current day Kurt Angle. It was like his neck is like super thick these days. Like his, I feel like his head is like, if we see a Kurt Angle match, like, you know, hopefully we will. Like, I, I get the feeling like looking at his neck, he his face is going to be purple like Brock Lesnar. Oh, it could be. Yeah, I don't know. I just get that feeling. Um, well, like we should mention first. during this segment, Enzo was uh, insistent that the Revival were responsible for the attacks. Yeah. Whereas Cass kept on saying, Well! Um, Somebody in the crowd said that later on, too. Was great. Yeah, I heard that, too. Um, after that, Seth Rollins came out. Mm-hmm. Delivered actually a pretty good promo about uh, being on the cover of WWE 2K18. It was very... It was it was heartfelt. Yeah. It was very from the you heart. You could tell it was very heartfelt. Passionate. Yeah. yeah. He was into it. And then Bray Wyatt showed up on the Titan said, Hey, man! I want to be on that 2K18 cover, man. But Kurt Angle said, geez, I don't know, Bray, your win-loss record is a <laughs> pile of garbage. <laughs> so you're not going to be on the cover. Yeah. Man, I said, goo goo ga Yeah, I want a, I want a House of Horrors match in 2K. That'd be rad. Oh, that'd be awesome. Because, look, you can go backstage. Why can't you go to the little... Create your own House of Horrors. Yeah, there you go. Customize the whole thing. Yeah, a little... Uh, a whole house full of refrigerators. Baby dolls and refrigerators everywhere. That'd be great. I love that. So and we have house can go red. Uh, Bray talks to the Titan Tron for a while and says, "Okay, well, I'm going to come out to the ring now." Yeah, man. He comes out to the ring and then I'm here. Seth meets him by jumping off the top rope and they slam faces and they both end up bloody. Oh God, I saw the. Oh yeah, Seth had to get three stitches. The cut on his cheek, but then I was looking at Bray's mouth. I'd much rather have like take that shot on the cheek than the mouth because you know that's probably going to bug him for the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. Johnny, this burger, man. I got this giant, like, it looks like his maybe his tooth, like, hit his lip or something, oh, yeah. you know? I hate that story. Mm-hmm. He's always, like, sitting there like, oh, man, can't eat these fries because they got so much salt on them and it gets in the wound, yes. man. Oh, that's awful. That's the worst, right? That or, or any, anything acidic. No. Oh. Like he's trying to eat orange. orange. Oh, yeah. my God, man, I can't get my citrus. I'm going to get scurvy, baby Orton. Goo goo gaga. What are the symptoms of scurvy? Do we know? Um... Like fatigue. Yeah. <laughs> Don't your teeth fall out? Something weird like yeah. that. Yeah. Gotta eat your vitamin C, kids. Anyways, uh, so then we. <laughs> yeah. This was another one of those moments, though. Somebody put together, I think the, the, the Solomon Monster did, had something like this where one of his people put, to get, put this together. Where, like, it's, it's a montage. I think Brian Zane called this out, too. It's like a montage of every time Bray says something like cryptic, like he's going to do something, and then they smash cut to him being pinned, mm-hmm. and it's like cartoonishly bad. Yeah, you know, like he's talking about how he's going to like eject thirty men from the Rumble, and then it shows him get into the thing and immediately get kicked out by Kane. Like they carry his dead body out, 
This was kind of like that. I'm here. And then he just gets murdered. Yeah. That's Bray's career, man. Oh, man. I'm the best character in the WWE. They don't know what to do with me, man. They just job me out, but I can talk real good. It's terrible, man. It's terrible. After that Finn Balor interview, during which the Drifter attacks. Oh, Apparently man. we're getting a Finn Balor Drifter program. At least for Great Balls of Fire. Do you know how excited I am about that? That's I know amazing. you're very excited That's fantastic. About it. Two of your favorites. I know. This is like super fat folder for me, dude. And even better, we got to see Devon. Oh, Cousins. yeah. The crowd popped so hard yeah. when he showed up on the Titantron. Like everybody said, Devon, get the tables. <laughs> oh, man. I do have kind of a bone to pick with that crowd, though. When Elias Samson was out there and they start wetting him, uh, no, you don't what you don't want Elias Sampson. If the if the segment is truly boring, then it's fine. You can what them, and then they whatted something else. I forget what, but we'll get to it in a sec. It was this year. I, I don't the, the what chant number one. Like if you want to express your displeasure, that's fine. During one of those in your like uh, it's your life segments, something like that. That's fine if you want to what. But Elias Sampson's out there giving you pure gold, and you're going to do the what thing to him? Mm-hmm. Oh, get out of here, crowd. Killing me. Anyways. Next. Next up. Akira Tozawa versus TJP. Um, yeah, it was a fun match. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Um, Titus O'Neil comes out. Titus O'Neil made it great. Yeah. Neville, the promo. Neville came out on commentary. Yeah. Neville. yeah it's funny, dude, because Titus O'Neil was actually acting like a really good agent at this point. Yeah. He's acting like a really good promoter. Both before and after the match. He's not like, he, yeah, he's not like crappy. Because, like, that was kind of the gag is like, oh, Titus brand, and he's crappy at it. But, like, he's doing a really good yeah, job recruiting it's fantastic. And the fact that the power of Tozawa, yeah, great. The fact, the way they're they're incorporating Neville, oh yeah, Titus Brand, yeah, two hundred five live raw into the storyline is really well done. It's really well done. I love Neville coming out, uh, saying a couple things to the commentary team, and then kind of slouching in his chair, yeah. at the top of the ramp, yeah. That was great. Relax, Michael Cole. I'm not here to talk to you. Oh, it's so good. Um, Tozawa picked up the win with the top rope sent on. A really fun match. Man, he needs to, he needs to not do. He needs to get a different. I like that snap suplex. Oh, better. I do too. He's not doing it at all anymore. One thing about the sent on, it looks like it will f you up, man. It could. That's gonna mess his back up. I'm sorry. I don't care how like how young, limber, whatever you are, resilient you are. You can't take too many of those. Because all you're doing is launching yourself off, and he's got hops. Mm-hmm. So you're launching yourself off the top, off the top turnbuckle. And then just blasting your lower back right there. That's all you're doing. And also, if, if one's aim isn't true, you, there's a good chance if you land too much of your body weight on your opponent, you could break a rib. Oh, yeah. Your opponent's rib or yeah. your own. That's rough. So, yeah, it, th- there's there's little room for error with that mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Anyways, but it, looks, still, it looks amazing. Yeah, it, looks it looks fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, good for um, After the match, uh, Titus O'Neil drops a promo. Neville. The promo, promo is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Titus O'Neil is the man, man. We've been saying that for years. Oh, man. yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Neville drops his promo. Uh, then we got our truth retort. Um, I actually, for whatever reason, did not see this. I might have left to grab some uh, some yogurt-covered nuts. Oh, okay. I went to go find my nut sack, Larson, and it was in the kitchen. I didn't bring my nut sack today. That's a bummer. I like when you sit there and you love your nuts. It was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was he was telling Goldust that he will be there in Los Angeles mm-hmm. next week on Raw. Right on. No, that's right. They're in L.A. Yep. 
That's cool. Uh, yeah. So they so shattered. Is this going to be an actual movie or is this going to be a match? I mean, it's going to be a movie that turns into a scrum. And yeah. then the match is going to be a great balls. Yeah. It better be a pay per view, man. Mm-hmm. They're going to do this. They're going to do a big. Yep. Main event of Great Balls of Fire. Yes. Uh, let's see here. Then we had uh, Bo Dallas with Curtis Axel hanging out backstage. Yeah, yeah. Curtis was, you know, <clears throat> telling Bo that, you know, uh, what do you think? He had to lose the, the Bo Leave stuff, or did he have to Bo Leave more? Oh, that I forgot. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. He was talking to him, like, you know, trying to help him get over the Yeah, loss. sure, yeah. And then The Miz comes in. And he was saying, well, look at you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, you're essentially, you're a couple of losers. Yeah. Remember, you were action stars in the Marine 5 yeah. when you were in that movie with me. Yeah. Join my entourage and be action stars again. He realizes he needs to beef up his security if he's going to contend with Dean Ambrose. He's going to make it in WGPW, man. Um, so, yeah, we didn't get an answer from them. No. Weren't we got exactly an sure. later on. Yes, we did. But we'll get to that later on. Next up, we actually had... Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe. It was preceded by another awesome Samoa Joe interview. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No. You know, you never go wrong with that. <coughs> this is a, I thought it was a fun match. It was match. a really fun match. Yeah, it was, it was good. a really good match. I like this. Um, they went back and forth for a while uh, until Reigns hits a spear, pins Joe. Joe puts his foot on the ropes. Like, it was too, it was, I mean, not to, you know, beat the metaphor into the ground, but it did, it felt like kind of. Like two dogs feeling each other out before they go at it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Dog fighting's terrible. I'm not making that analogy, but I'm saying it was like, you know, two guys fighting over their yard. Yeah. <laughs> it came yeah. off. Um, you know, no, neither guy wanted to give any quarter to the other. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, on the Titantron, we see an ambulance backing into the arena. Yeah, yeah. This is like, uh, I don't know, what is this? Seven minutes in the match? Oh, like that? longer than that, I think. You think so? Okay. Doors open, yeah. and it's Braun. It's spectacular. <laughs> the, the the lack of actual logic here is amazing, and none of it matters because, no, because the presentation was so outstanding. The presentation. The shot is was perfect. It was symmetrical. He was it right was in the middle dramatic. of the frame. The doors swing open. He gets yeah. out, puts his arms up, and yells, Braun! It was fantastic. It was so good, man. That allowed uh, that distraction because Roman Reigns looked terrified. Yeah, he did. He actually looked terrified. Because earlier in the night, he was talking about, during his promo to open the show, how he put Braun out of action. Exactly. He was, And that was like his most gleeful yeah, moment. Yeah, he was, was bragging about it. I he didn't mention he got, Roman he got destroyed in the, in the match that preceded that. <laughs> right, exactly. And, so, and Corey Graves made a point to say he was supposed to be out six months. And, uh, and so Braun... Gets out of the ambulance, starts trucking, and Roman Reigns is looking freaked out. Yep. Uh, vulnerable for a moment. That was all it took for Samoa Joe to come up behind, pop on the coquina clutch, and Roman Reigns passed out. Yep. That was fantastic. It was great. How long did somebody ask this on Twitter? And I know it's been for a little while now, but do we know if there's a, like a like an actual reason why they don't do the one the, the three? Oh, or I don't know. I, I it's been for it's been a little I think while to make it seem more realistic. You know, more like more like MMA. MMA that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. Too. In UFC, they don't do that. I don't know. Like once, they, once the ref knows something, <laughs> yeah, out, no, you, yeah. Because if you give them very seconds, dangerous, yes, very dangerous. Things could go bad real quick. Nobody's ever going to come back from that. No, unless you're a Hulk Hogan. Um, so uh, Roman loses. Braun comes down the ring, grabs the mic, and says, "In case you forgot, Roman, I'm not finished with you yet." <laughs> so good. It was so good. Beats him up. Yeah. And then challenges him to an ambulance match yeah. at Great Balls of Fire. He doesn't really challenge him. He just tells him that's what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
That's broad. He ain't waiting for an answer. So I'm assuming that's uh, happening. If Reigns, this is what I'm guessing. Reigns, you know, opens the show saying he's number one contender for the universal title. Right. Uh, they maybe make that a stipulation for the ambulance match. Whoever wins is the next number one contender. Right. Um, that way, it motivates Braun and Lesnar at uh, SummerSlam if that's still the plan. Okay. With so Lesnar still as champion. Yeah. Oh, so you're thinking that's going to be for the? Well, that's what we've been hearing. For the title, though, that Lesnar was going to hold the title for the entire year to WrestleMania 34. That's what we've been hearing. Yeah, that I was, would like to see that something was, different. That was early on. I would like to see Joe beat Lesnar. Have Braun. I mean, okay, yeah, well, it make the most, sense, the, most sense, the most sense for the main event, at least in my mind, for Great Balls of Fire between Lesnar and Joe. Good match, a lot of back and forth. Braun interferes, helps Joe pick up the win. Therefore, that motivates Braun and Lesnar at SummerSlam if that's what they want to do. Without a title. Okay, wait, back up. I'm sorry. I was what? so not paying attention. Here, here. Great, great balls of fire. We have Braun Roman. How does that end up? Roman will have, if Roman's going to be the number one contender, Roman wins. Roman wins, okay. Braun gets mad, beats up Reigns, interferes in the main event, costs Lesnar the title. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we still get Braun Lesnar at SummerSlam, then we get Reigns Joe at SummerSlam for the for title. The title. Yeah, yeah, that that's how I think, that's how I think it's going to go. Yeah. So what were you talking about in terms of like Lesnar? How, how could that scenario play out if Lesnar keeps the belt? Oh, it'd have to play out. Um, well, Braun would have to beat Reigns at Great Balls of Fire. Okay. And then Lesnar would just retain, and Braun can say, "Well, I beat Reigns. This is my yard now. I want to be the more contender for the Universal Championship." Do you think that they would like? What's is is that a likely scenario then? Because I don't think it is them burying Roman in that manner for SummerSlam. Because that's kind of a barrier. It's like, okay, you're on this hot, hot streak. Now he's gonna lose to Braun Strowman. Well, he's already lost to Braun. Lost him at payback. I know, but it's Roman Reigns. I understand. They're going to have him take that detour. Yeah, that's a mat. That's a way too big of a detour. I'm. I can almost guarantee you, Joe's winning that title. At, I would love for that to happen. I know. I'm skeptical, but I'd love for that to happen. I'm skeptical too because it's Brock Lesnar. But it makes it. It makes sense in terms of everybody's protected the way they need to be protected. Oh, I know, and 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 you know they can find a scenario by which Lesnar loses the belt oh, without getting cleanly pinned. Absolutely. The, or or passing out. Cleanly. The X know? factor is: Do they feel like the Universal Title needs to stay on Lesnar to sell tickets to sell more tickets to SummerSlam? If they want to make SummerSlam as big as they say, or as as big as we've heard they want it to be, do they feel? Because you know, we saw what happened with Goldberg in the Universal Title. They fought over the Universal Title at WrestleMania. Do they think the Universal Title is the draw on Lesnar? Is that like a like a like a super multiplier? I don't. I mean, I don't. A draw? I don't necessarily think. I it don't is. believe it is, and I don't. You don't believe it is, but sometimes they don't. Yeah. You know, they're not the same. I think Lesnar himself is the draw. Yeah, I know. With or without a title, Lesnar versus Braun, two giant monsters, is a draw. Or, or Lesnar reigns, or you know whatever they want the match to be. Yeah, I don't think Lesnar reigns can. That's, that's the thing. Lesnar reigns can't happen at SummerSlam. That's going to happen at WrestleMania. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. That was another great line I love from Roman though. I mean, have been in my third WrestleMania. Yeah, he was trolling everybody, man. I, re- I made have been in my third WrestleMania. That was great. <laughs> third. Good match. Third Fun match. Great to see Braun back. Oh, yeah. He is he is something else, man. He adds so much to it. Oh, yeah. To the proceedings. Um, next. Ms. TV with special guest Maurice. Uh, Ms. and Maurice have been having some uh, issues. He needs to do this shit in private. <laughs> I, you, you, like, I, 
this is what three weeks in a row that we get this crap. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 getting kind of look, man. I love I love Miz and I love Maurice and like I can watch them interact with each other all day long and be charmed. They're so perfect together. Yeah, they really are. As a as as a as a pairing on TV, they play off each other so well. <clears throat> I don't want unless maybe Maurice is just tired of traveling. I don't know what the deal is. Maybe they want to separate them so. She doesn't have to be on the road all the time. I don't yeah, know what the deal is. I don't know. Um, but just for storyline, to have them kind of have issues is kind of a bummer. Yeah, I know. And, I mean, I'm my, my thing is mainly this. Like, how many times can we see Dean Ambrose, like, wreck their relationship? That, that I mean, just that general premise. We've seen it. This is the third time we've seen it. So they need to, they need to move on with mm-hmm. whatever the next stage of this mm-hmm. is. Because it's, it's just old hat now. These mm-hmm. damn bears. So, yeah, like, uh, what is it? Ms. Marie. So he's doing a good job. He's talking about how he fixed up the grandfather clock. Himself. Him, he did it himself with tape, glue, and some other stuff. Some YouTube videos. YouTube videos. And uh, <clears throat> he bought, brought out two more, two dancing bears. This yeah, time. with signs saying, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And I forgot what the other one said. Yeah. He got her favorite champagne. Yeah. So she had a glass of champagne. Yeah. Um, Dean comes out to the ring, mm-hmm. um, storms up towards the Miz. The Miz, as he has done before, takes Maurice and puts Maurice in front of him. Right. So his opponent won't attack him. In doing so, Maurice spills her champagne all over yeah, herself. Yeah, that was the wrong time to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she she gets mad, leaves. Uh, the Miz charges towards Ambrose. Dean Dean moves, and the Miz knocks into the uh, grandfather clock he just fixed. Yeah, so that gets broken again. Yes, and then the Bears attack Dean. Yes, and we find out that the Bears are Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Yeah, New Wyatt family. Well, they're an entourage. They're Miz's entourage. Right, they're a New Wyatt family. Okay, they're gonna be. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm I am kind of. I hope this is the last time we get to see Dean. Like you know, it's going to be interesting what happens. I guess you know. I guess the you know the thing is, Miz is going to be without Maurice. Maurice. His you know his sort of his his helper, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call him. Mm-hmm. You know, his advantage. Um. So, but yeah, I just kind of I want to move on from the Bears stuff. Yeah. Move on from the grandfather clock. The Bears. Dean Ambrose is coming out and being kind of a troll. Yeah, I'm over it. Yes. Uh, let's see here. Next, we had, oh, Titus Brand, Titus O'Neil and Apollo Crews versus Sheamus and Cesaro. Do, 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 do. Sheamus and Cesaro got the win. Yeah, but I thought Titus Brand had a really strong showing. Yeah, it was good. It was fine. I mean, Cesaro had to cheat. Mm-hmm. So uh, he and Sheamus could win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's weird. Titus and Apollo, they're like faces now, I guess. Yeah. That's kind of cool. That's like great. That. Yeah, that was rad. Uh, okay, so then we had uh, Brock Lesnar and Samoa Joe video package. I don't care about that. Um, then we had Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax. There was like five minutes left until the hour on this one. Yeah, it started pretty late. Um, <coughs> Alexa Bliss came out on commentary pretty quickly into the match. Emma comes out and confronts Alexa about mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know leaving leaving her high and dry last week. Last week yeah. And then uh, Emma chases Alexa to the ring. Um. Apparently, in the span of like 30 seconds, Emma and Alexa patch things up enough to concentrate on beating up Sasha Banks a little bit. Yeah. Mickey James and Dana Brooke come out to make the save. Bunch of fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, Nia Jax, I think, laid out pretty much everybody. Yeah, well, they were kind of teaming. They had, yeah, then, then, yeah, you're right. And then, then Bailey, Bailey comes, comes down, down and, um, and starts beating people up. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was refreshing to see. Yes. She came out with intensity. With intensity. 
She started beating people up. There was something that she did that I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Was it the running knee? Yeah, it was the running knee. It was the running knee. I was like, oh, okay. That's intense. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's mm-hmm. like borderline. That's that's kind of strong stylish mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. That's what we want to see from Bailey. Yes, I like that too. You know, like there should be that juxtaposition of the person who can be a badass in the ring and, you know, her persona, which is, yeah, like, you know, wants to hug everybody. But then when she's in the ring, look, you're my opponent. You yeah. know, that's what the juxtaposition should be. Yes. Anyways. Um, so then. Uh, and then after that. Kurt Angle cracks the case. Kurt Angle cracks the case. So uh, he brings out Enzo and Cass. Mm-hmm. He brings out all the hey, yeah. He brings out all the suspects. Yeah. The revival. Yeah. Well, well. Um. And uh, first, Big Show says, "Kurt, you've known me for years. If I'm going to attack somebody, I'm going to do it, you know, to their face. Mm-hmm. I'm going to punch them in their jaw." Yeah. And uh, he is offended by Kurt's line of questioning that he would question. Yeah, he seemed kind of motivated. Like his, his, yeah. like his raging on Kurt Angle for all this was felt motivated. It felt good. You it did. And, it is, good. and he said, uh, if, if uh, essentially, if this is the way you're going to talk to me, maybe I don't want to be on your show anymore. Right, exactly. And he leaves. Yeah, he bolts. Um, and then uh, he goes to the revival. <laughs> it was great because Scott Dawson said, this time it wasn't us, essentially. Oh, it. it was so good. That was it wasn't bad. us this time. That was good. Those guys are great. They are great, man. And then Corey Graves stands up from commentary and says he has uh, some security camera footage of what happened to Cass last week. Corey Graves has the smoking gun, people. Yep. So we see uh, this footage, which uh, is Cass is kind of strategically, kind of gently, gingerly putting stuff on the ground. Yeah. Kicking a box and laying down. It's very silly. Yeah. So he faked his own. He faked getting uh, attacked. Attacked, yeah. And so Corey Graves, who, who Corey Graves did a fantastic job narrating through the entire thing too, yeah. which is no easy task. No. There's a lot of milling about by Cass in the video. Um, and then Cass, sure enough, you're damn right, I did. And he just starts he starts griping about Enzo the way everybody who isn't an Enzo fan yeah, gripes I, I about Enzo. I think once we thought Cass was a suspect, that's exactly what we thought his motivation was. Yeah, be. pretty much. He like, talks too much, and all he does is get beat up. Yeah, Enzo makes yeah he yeah Enzo does not make a good case for him. In general, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of drama to it. I'm glad we got the resolution. Yes, now and it didn't carry on for another three yeah. months, which was always the the threat. Um, and I thought I thought the fact that this happened now last night is what put Raw over the top in terms of being okay. This was a solid show. You know what? what they I, gave us. This. You know, what I kind of wish had happened is they kind of switch things around in the during Cast's promo. Like, uh, Corey Graves shows the footage. Um, Enzo turns around to look at Cast, and the Cast gives him the boot right then there. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then so Enzo's on the ground, and that's when Cast starts explaining why. There's one huge problem with that. What? We would not have seen Enzo cry. He could still do that. Sell the boot and still kind of get teary-eyed. Man, if he gets a boot, he, he needs to be... Uh, that boot, he has to be down for like five minutes. But imagine if he's if he's there selling... And then it kind of feels like he's just crying because he got hit with a boot. No, no, I think it'd be crystal clear why he's crying. No, I'm I think it would be more dramatic. I was fine with like him complete... Like, that was sort of the point of... That was sort of the point of... I, I, I mean, what you're saying would be effective and it'd be intense, but I thought him... The whole point was... I want you to be within your full faculties when I'm telling you how crap you are. That was the thing. I want you to know. Because he said that. He says, I want you to know how stupid you are. Yeah. That was brutal. Yeah. And for Enzo to be sitting there taking it all in and start to legit cry, 
I thought that was worth more than any boot okay. that he could have given the okay. face. And then we still got the boot at the end. Um, it was guys. I, I liked it a lot. Enzo cry. It was it was slow crushing. Yeah. Oh, it was horrible, but it was great. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, I, there's some there's some amount of like. <clears throat> Could could this have been a bigger build? Could there have been something bigger? But I'm glad. Like I'll always take just just declaring. You know on. what? I thought about this last night. How they could have you know built it differently. Mm-hmm. Maybe this isn't intentional. But if you look back, there's been times when Enzo, you know, maybe even a year ago, where Enzo's done a promo. You look at Cast. He's kind of yeah, 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 yeah. over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's been times where they take a loss, and and Cast has been kind of over it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this is something that's been planned for a while. Yeah, we have a question they about that. It would totally explain why they never won the tag team championship. The while they, why they really haven't won a whole lot yeah. since being on the main roster. Yeah. Maybe it's something that has been planned for a while, and they just kind of did a really slow, subtle burn. Well, like I'm telling you, we have that as a question. So okay, sorry. I just want to get my thought out, man. <laughs> Let's get to it. Question time. Hold on a second. got to do oh, this. Yeah. I'm going to do this first. So uh, because I like to get straight to like the recap, if we can, um, which we really didn't do today. Which, yeah, I know. But uh, so uh, now I'm going to read the Patreon, the, the, our new patrons. Yes. For uh, the last week, want to say thanks to everybody. We got a bunch during our live stream. Thanks to everybody who showed up during the live stream. Yes. To watch. And before we get to questions, which from one dollar and up on the Patreon, if you want to get your question read, um, we you know we get a lot of questions every week. But if you want to have the chance of getting your question read, um, we take most of our questions for our recap shows. From the Patreon. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and read some of these names off. I always, I can never remember where I was. I'll go from here. Let's see. Um, Joe Renzi. These are all people who put in the Patreon. Yes. Joe Renzi, Charlie, Nathan Ahrens, Wesley Freeman, Frank, Ernie Crazy-Zacosta. I'm so sorry I messed up your name. I don't think that's the real middle name, though. Derek Z. Shaneyfelt. Axel Revolver, another Charlie, Kenny Omega's hairstylist, Bobby Joe Simmons, Super Cool Joe, Joshua Cavanaugh, Hayflakes Mark Cardiff, Meandering Orange, Chris De La Fuente, I like that one, Dan, Jam- Dan Jammin, uh, Abdullah Habib, uh, Robert, wait, I remember this one, Robert, and I will now, now I'll, oh, that's why, because we did this during the stream, we did these guys during the stream, okay, that's why, I remember that. Uh, let's oh, yeah. Here. Yeah, I remember that. We read off some patrons in the stream. Uh, Alex Clements, Jordan Andow, remember him. Super Chat Champion Julian Morris, Bartomas, Eduardo Preciado, Caron Tohan, Horace, uh, Leviathan Bunny, uh, Discord Club Lunatic Jobber Clifardo, Patrick Oliva, Oliva, Jason Magahi, Julian Marin- Mariani, and Scott Beach. Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. For putting in on the Patreon. Yeah, we're going to go to the Patreon to answer some of your questions. questions. Here we go. I thought I kept up the questions. You didn't. Discord Club leader Adam Fella. How does Enzo and Cass breaking up measure up to past tag team breakups? Um, I mean, the breakup of the Rockers is kind of tops. Yeah. Why um, have I been signed out of the Patreon? That's weird. That is weird. Strange. Very strange. It's very strange. Um, I mean, what's the question again? Sorry. How does Enzo and Cass breaking up measure the past tag team breakups? I thought the festival of friendship was better. Granted, not exactly a tag team full time, but 
Uh, yeah, it was it was better though. A pairing. Yeah. Um hmm. It was good. It was I'll put it this way, I think it was it was better than the first DX breakup when Triple H sort of went rogue. Um and I think he just turned on X Pac. Okay. But it's not as good as when Triple H turned on Shawn Michaels when, when they HBK came back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was fantastic. Because they went all in on DX for like two minutes. Yeah. And then he gave him a pedigree. Yep. Oh, it was fantastic. It was good stuff. Um, wasn't as good as the Rockers. No. Because dude got put through a plane of glass. Although, on the other hand, calling a guy stupid, is that's pretty hardcore. It was pretty cool when Cass said, I'm where the money's at. Yeah, that was cool too. I could have been champion this whole time. So I don't know what's worse, calling somebody stupid or putting them through a window. Well, I mean, putting them through a window, there's a possibility that someone gets severely injured. Yeah, that's true. But I think that's worse. Being called stupid hurts right here. I know. If I'm like, Larson, you're really smart, but I put your head through a window versus you're an idiot. Well, putting my head through a window could potentially kill me. Nah, not really. Not, you know, gig glass. Well, no, maybe not Breakaway that. Breakaway glass. No way, man. But still, the illusion is there that it could cause some sort of significant injury. What's the password to our Patreon? <laughs> Uh, Pizza Overlord Enos Butts the fourth. So we had the reveal with Enzo and Cass. How would you guys have booked it to make it better and more impactful? I already kind of answered that. Uh, yeah, there you go. I was fine with how it was. I thought it would have been interesting if 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 Cass took that opportunity after it was shown that he was the attacker. Right. To right at that right. moment, finally attack Enzo um, to his face, give a big boot to mm-hmm. his face. Yeah. And then while Enzo's kind of coming to, you know, he can start out with the promo. How it was, and then when he gets to the your stupid stuff, that's when mm-hmm. Enzo's kind of coming to. So you can still have him sell the injury while crying on the ground, so on and so forth. Just different staging. Same stuff, though. Yeah. Different order of events. Uh, Connor W., hey, friendos, first-time patron here. Thank you very much. How do you see Cass's career going into the future? What do you think his potential is? Um, Connor sees him as a dominant, trash-talking intercontinental champ. I believe that WWE sees uh, a lot of potential. In cast, um, I see. I honestly, I, I see, see potential in him. I see a ton of potential. I really I just do. wonder because typically in Enzo and Cast matches, Cast doesn't. Inter- he's the guy that gets the hot tag, mm-hmm. comes in, and lays everybody out. Essentially, that's generally yeah. what he does. Yeah. Um. So we really haven't seen, I don't think, the full uh, array of his wrestling abilities yet, and I think uh, that would be my concern. Mm-hmm. He's only had, as far as I can remember, a handful of singles matches. Um, so that's what I'm curious to see. How 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 good can he go in the ring? Right, 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 right. I think, no, you know what? I, I, I agree with you. I mean, you, you always want to know how good they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I see a lot of potential. I, I saw a lot of potential as cast, as Enzo and cast as a singles act, as Enzo acting more of a manager. Because their their relationship, their friendship, was so damn relatable. Mm-hmm. And so that's my main cause for concern here is if you had – imagine like an underdog cast. And it's funny to call him an underdog because he's so massive. But in terms of not being the most assertive personality, that makes him kind of an underdog, but also relatable in everybody's eyes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought they had that going for them in spades. Yeah. And to see, I could imagine, like, how big the pop could have been had he won, like, the Universal Championship with Enzo helping him. 
I thought that could have been a, a massively fun fan favorite moment. Well, after uh, give him a year after Cass gets over as a heel, starts getting popular as a heel, so he does good work. Mm-hmm. That could still be a possibility. Yeah, it's, it's, it could still be a possibility. I, I think. I and think, then you can have Enzo turning on Cass. Yeah, I think. I honestly think the sky is the limit. I know, and there's perfect motivation here. You called me stupid. Um, I, I think that the sky, honestly, I think the sky is limited for Cass. I think he's got a shit ton of charisma. Mm-hmm. He's a big man, so he doesn't have to be great in the ring. No, um, but he still has to put on interesting matches. You're, you're right, and you got Braun Strowman, who can do a lot in yes. the ring for yes. his size. So, yes. you know, yeah, it's like, well, there's no excuses for you. But, uh, so yeah, sky's the limit. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Larson, sorry to interrupt you, champion Dylan Superkick Scribner. With a pretty good match between Joe and Reigns, what are some of your guys' favorite matches that were on free TV? He says Brock versus Angle on SmackDown comes to mind. Um, one just happened recently, the triple threat match when Raw was in Sacramento. Mm-hmm, yeah. Ballard, uh, Seth Rollins. And The Miz. The Miz, yeah. yeah that no, was great. That was fantastic. That was really good. Um, um, Rollins and Owens had a really good match on Raw. Mm-hmm. Not that long ago. Yeah, um, I really liked Sami Zayn, um, Braun Strowman, their last man standing match. That was on Raw. Yeah. That was good. But big show Braun Strowman recently yeah. was actually really yeah. good. Um, going back a bit further, I think this is kind of acknowledged as one of the better matches ever on Raw was uh, the two-man power trip match where mm-hmm. Triple H got injured. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really fantastic one when they lead in Trish Stratus main event in Raw. Mm-hmm. That was a big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the, uh, the couple matches where it was Sasha and Charlotte. You know, we'll for the women's title, you know, we'll go to really history good. as the biggest, best match that was given away on free. That was given away for free on TV. Hogan Goldberg. They could have made a lot of money with that match. <laughs> Brother. Uh, I'm not the real Kenny Omega has a question. Hey, Stephen Larson, do you think if John Cena, so this could be, this could be fun. If John Cena started and stayed in TNA, TNA would have been bigger than WWE. Not a chance in hell. Yeah, no chance. No chance. No chance. John Cena would probably be a bouncer at a strip club right now <laughs> if that were the case. They don't know what to do. We literally did a list of people who would have been who are better off without TNA, and the the number of names who went through that place, mm-hmm. the number of great great talents who went through and they didn't know what they had. Yep, is stunning. Yep. Uh, retired Dwayne Nix. What's the chances Samoa Joe goes into Great Balls of Fire and actually wins the Universal Championship? He's saying as high as fifty percent. Thirty. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you on thirty because I don't have faith that I don't have faith that they're going to do the interesting storyline thing. But they've uh, definitely set up Joe as a legitimate threat to Brock, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I got to go back on that TNA question because there's a second part. If not, what would TNA have had to have done to have been bigger than WWE? There's zero they could have done. They, I mean, they, there's nothing they could have done. They never would have had the resources to have poached WWE's biggest names. Mm-hmm. That never, ever would have happened. Never would have happened. No. Um, Brock without the K. Lesnar. Will the Miz faction help Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas's career moving forward, or will it be short-lived? And will they go back off TV? I could see it. I could see it either way. I, I, yeah. really, I really hope that they do what I want them to do, and that's use this to get Bo Dallas at least, and maybe even Curtis Axel, um, over to Bray Wyatt, the mm-hmm. new Bray Wyatt faction. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. That'd be great. But the easy answer would be short-lived and back off TV. Yes. Uh, low-level writer Carlos Hackworth. What's up, friendos? Hello. Hi. 
If you could open a wrestling-themed business <clears throat> other than a promotion, what would it be? Um, Carlos would open a wrestling sports bar. It was, it wasn't, wasn't there, there was one in the, like Times Square or something, right? WWE had a restaurant. Yeah, they had Square, a restaurant, yeah. yeah. I think it was just called WWF well, New York or something like It'd that. It'd be like I'd want like an NWA wrestling-themed business, like a bar. That'd be cool. Like an old, like, or like an old-timey wrestling bar. That'd be rad. And on the big screen, we'd show Frank Gotch matches. Did you see um, last night during Raw, they announced there's a new collection? They have a Bruno San Martino collection going to the network. Whoa. I know. That's fantastic. It's very exciting. I, I don't think they, have, they don't have a lot of the WWF stuff up there. Do right, they? Or right, at all. right. I don't know. I, want, I, I really want them to try to do more stuff like, you know, find lost crap. I know. Like the last Battle yeah. of Atlanta yeah. when that happened. Like some old Bruno stuff that, oh, yeah, and people thought this was lost. Exactly. Was gone, yeah. What other kind of business? I mean, we did start a wrestling-themed business. Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I would start a wrestling-themed amusement park. If I was a billionaire and I had like $100 million to spend, a wrestling-themed theme park. WWE land. Mm-hmm. But no, I couldn't get any of the WWE licenses, so None. it would be like crap. be like TNA. Yeah. Yeah. It would be like... There'd be like a you know, like a Mr. Anderson themed or Ken Anderson, whatever his name is, Mr. Kennedy, Ken Anderson themed ride. Yes, yes. That's all it'd be. It'd be a, a Ken Anderson themed theme park. Okay, there you go. Sink a hundred million dollars into it. <laughs> but all the none of the rides would work properly, so people would be getting injured, <laughs> just like Mr. Anderson. You got to work in the uh, edge, taking his money to bank <laughs> cash in too. That's right. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Win a prize. Have that prize taken away. There you go. Yeah. That could be the rule. You you're, you're play the games and you win a prize and <laughs> anybody can just challenge you to get that prize taken exactly. right away. Yeah. Um, Tommy T. Hey, friendos. My question is, what do you see in Bray Wyatt? I've tried to see Bray as a star that you guys think he is or that you think he can be, but I just don't. I watch with friends and most of the time we don't even get the point of his promos. He seems to just ramble and while his delivery, the promos are great. Does the delivery really make a difference if nobody is getting the package? Hey, man, if he's not your cup of tea, he's not your cup of tea. If yeah. He's one of those things that if you don't get it, you probably never will. And that's that's not like I'm not saying that condescendingly. There's some music out there that I'm, I listen to. I'm like, I don't really get the point of this. But, you know, people like, you know. Like what? He prays. Oh, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't really think of any. But, uh, you know, but, for the longest time, I didn't, I didn't. I mean, I understood, but I didn't really care for, like, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. And at a certain point, I'm like, okay, I understand the appeal of this now. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I was into it for a while, and I just never listened to it again. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. But I know what you mean. Sometimes there's... So, okay, so, like, I don't know, a couple of years ago, and honestly, I don't remember the bands, but I went through Spin's Top 100 for the year, you know, because they're, like, supposed to be kind of a, a, you know, you know, you can go to them and say, okay, well, what, what are they like? Yeah. And I, 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 a couple of them I, I picked out, and I was like, oh, because I don't, I don't know anything about this. You know, I've never heard of this band before. I pop it on, and I'm like, I don't see the appeal of this mm-hmm. at all. At mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't get it. But some people really like it. But some people really like it. Some people, like, critically praise it, yeah. you know. Um, so I'm not being shitty about it. No, no. I'm just saying I totally get if he's not your thing, then, you know. I, I, I think his, like, personally, I think he's got that charisma that you can't really put a finger on you can't really like point to it and say oh we can replicate that somewhere else yeah. he just has 
he comes off like a freaking Hollywood actor. Like yeah. somebody a really interesting character actor. Yeah. Some of his promos He's like a Ned Beatty. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those promos do seem nonsensical. No, yeah, for sure. When but they, when they're on point, they're pretty dude, good. You, you, we totally know when they don't know what direction they want to go yeah, with Bray. Yeah. Because he comes out and he says some stuff that just it's like okay, it's it just, sounds nice, but it really doesn't mean anything. Too vague. Double T. Hey guys, my question is comparing SmackDown to Raw. Which is better? Too much talent with too little time or too much time for the amount of talent you have? What's the a, what's a worst problem to have? I mean, I guess it would be too much talent. Yeah, I know. That's kind of because, like, man, how do we fit all these guys mm-hmm. in? Whereas with Raw, I mean, it's funny because I suddenly understand why they at the draft, the original draft, they did two for three. Yeah. You know, it's like you kind of get it now. Yeah. And especially with the cruiserweights, so one of the problems is, the cruiserweight division hasn't really turned out, I think, the way they wanted it to or expected it to. We're on Raw, but we're also over there on 205 Live, which, by the way, is live after SmackDown. Yeah, I know. So that's just weird. And so that wasn't really a I think they're reason. finally heading in the right direction in terms of get, having I crossover think yeah, and storylines. Yeah, they're getting there. Raw yeah. and 205 yeah, the Live. thing is strong. They should have done that from the beginning. Yeah. Some crossover and storylines between the shows. Right, right, right. Uh, Julian Morris, the Super Chat champion. First question for a new patron. Thank you. Thank you. He says, I'm a mechanic at a dealership, so 80% of my day is with my headphones on. You guys help my day go quickly. That's like my favorite. I know. Is when they're at work and we can help them get through their day. My question is with Braun and Reigns in an ambulance match, how do you book it to make Braun look not weak since Roman always wins? Well, you have, you have Braun win. That's how you do it. And then he tips over the ambulance again. Do you think what's the odds that ever actually? Happen? I think it's pretty good. You think Braun's gonna win that? Yeah, you're crazy. You think they're gonna go the scenario with Lesnar keeping his title? You think that's gonna they're gonna have Braun strip Roman away from his number one contendership? I mean, we've been saying that we want some struggle for Reigns. What if Strowman is just the one guy he can't beat? Yeah, but he's beat him. Well, he has, but then if Clean. Strowman, I know, but Strowman's beat him since then. If he beats them again. Here's the thing. It's it's kind of, honestly, it's kind of like, which crap scenario do they want to have? Lesnar not losing that title until Mania. Or Roman Reigns going undefeated until he beats Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Can you have both? I'm sure in WWE's mind, yeah. <laughs> so Roman, in that scenario, though, Roman goes over. Lesnar goes over. Then you have Roman. Oh, that's the third thing, though. Roman versus Braun, or, uh, Roman versus Lesnar at SummerSlam instead of Mania. Yeah. Like, one of those scenarios has to give. Some, one of those three things can't happen. I would think the most likely one would be Reigns losing. If those, you if, think the most likely hold on. scenario. If those three scenarios. Roman Reigns losing. If, if he lost last night on Raw. Um, if, if so the, the number one contender? Yes, I understand that. But if, if Braun is going to be the next number one contender, he would have to lose to him. Do you understand how you should never say the words the most likely scenario is Roman Reigns losing? Of those three you present to me, of, the most three, of those three you present to me, Lesnar holding the belt to Mania next year, uh, Lesnar reigns at SummerSlam this year, or Reigns losing, at least one match between now and Mania, I think the most likely scenario is Reigns somehow losing a match between now and Mania. Of those three scenarios. But that would strip him. You, but you're saying that would strip him of his number one contendership. For the time being. Going to SummerSlam. Yeah, because I don't think he's going to fight for the Bella SummerSlam if all the reports we hear are true. Yeah, I know. So I think, the, I think Joe getting the title 
and rain's going over, that to me makes the most sense. It makes sense, but to us. Yeah. WWE, they have their analytics, they have their metrics, they know what they think is, they have what they think Dude, is going to make I don't for think, them. No, I don't think, this, this I don't think comes down to metrics, this comes down to, ah! Well, he has his own metrics. I want my cake and I want to eat it all, I don't want to have sex with the cake. They're dead. Not sure you want to do that in front of the board. I mean, we've been saying we want Reigns to take some losses, add some intrigue to his storyline. Make Braun the guy he can't beat. Yeah, man. I want to until, be a freaking billionaire. It ain't going to happen. Until the Rumble or something, and he finally beats him, and then from there he can go on to beat Lesnar. Yeah, I love storylines where a guy has to struggle against people, dude, but the, the, the Reigns doesn't struggle against anybody. He lost to Joe last night. Yeah, because he saw because a, a literal monster up on the yes, screen. that he has to face, and he was scared of him when he was on the Titantron. They're not, he's not going to be able to do the cocky Roman coming in the ring. My yard. If maybe he loses, he needs, maybe he needs to be humbled a little bit. Then, yeah, I would. I would love that. Maybe they're going to do it. But maybe that's, that's why. That's an unlikely scenario. Maybe that's why they're having him be so arrogant of late. They're setting him up. Yeah. Let's wait and see how the story plays out. We have another question from yes. Hey F that guy. Hey, it's it's from Hey Frendo Unified Championship that guy. Oh, okay. Uh, he says first time Patreon, long time viewer, first time question asker. That's a lot. With all the heel and face turns, strange alliances, etc., building around all the WWE tag divisions, do you think creative will make it be the doing of the broken universe coming WWE? Is is the aura of the broken universe what's causing all these heel turns and turns and tag tag problems and stuff? No, it's absolutely not. No. But that'd be kind of cool if it was. If there's something in the fabric of space time was yes. bent, motivations shifting, causing people to behave out of character. Yeah. Wonderful. Faces turning heels, heels turning faces. Let's do one more. One more. Oh, I think there was one at the very bottom. Hold on. That I liked. Um, oh, here we go. That's a good question, Matthew. We'll do a couple more. Matthew Shipman, which female superstar do you think will be the, on the first cover athlete of a wrestling game? I think it'll be this. And I say this be, not because we. I say this because we don't live in a, good, in a perfect world. Sometimes our world is barely even freaking manageable. Um, it will be Charlotte. I wouldn't surprise me if it was next year. However, the caveat will be it'll be a dual release. It'll be a dual cover release. They'll have Charlotte on one and, like, Finn on the other, something like that, or, like, a returning superstar on the other. I could see Charlotte or Sasha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. No, not that one. I think there's, like, one more. Um, and here we go. Here we go. The Eater of Fruits Bray Diet, which is my favorite. It's good name. name yeah. It's a really good name. He says, I love Jinder's run as champion, but worry that once it's over, he'll have a hard time finding footing elsewhere. I kind of agree with that. Seeing someone as charismatic as Rusev still being booked poorly, do you guys think Jinder can find success when he drops the title? He also says being stationed in the Middle East makes it hard to keep up with programming, so I love listening to the show. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. For being out there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think he can, but I don't see him being a permanent fixture of the main event scene. Yeah. Before he won the... But this is, this is going to help his stock a yeah, lot. Yeah, before he won the title, there were reports that they were going to position gender to be... Uh, one of the top, if not the top, mid-card heel. So I would, I would guess that after he has his his title run, that 
you know, he'll start working solidly mm-hmm. in the mid card. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and hopefully some interesting feuds. And, and I, I think the thing is, if if regardless where he is on the card after this, so long as he can pick up some wins mm-hmm. and be involved in some interesting stories yeah. and get on TV on a regular basis, there's always a possibility that he can go back up to the main event. Mm, yeah. You know? A lot of talent coming up, though. I know. A lot of talent. I know. One last question. I like this. The humidifier asks, who's going to win the Royal Rumble? Prediction six months early. Go. Nakamura. Because I think they can motivate Reigns, Lesnar, however way they want to. The correct answer is Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm actually with you on that one. Sounds right. Him versus AJ. AJ already have the title by WrestleMania. Yep. All right. Uh, is that it? Oh, yeah. no. Oh, wait. Came in corner. Yeah, it's only the greatest pro wrestling trivia challenge there is. I almost forgot about that. How could you? How dare you? Oh, my goodness gracious. So, uh, I put to vote today um, two legends in the wrestling industry. Yeah. Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Oh, yeah. I saw Classic that epic feud. Yeah. Um, HBK won decisively. wasn't even close. Everybody loves HBK. Sean. So we have here 12 names, some real, some fake, two bonus trivia questions. Are you ready? I don't know, man. I'm kind of out of it. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about my list. Man. Are you ready? Yeah, I guess. One. Lee Peak. Lee Peak. That's real. Yeah. Yeah. How do you know that was real? I don't know. I seem to remember it. I thought the peak would throw you off. That was good, though. Uh, Two. Sandy Beach. Sandy Beach. That's got to be fake. Real. Wow. Okay. Next. Earthquake Batten. What was Sandy Beach from? I don't know. He wrestled the the Rockers in WWE or WWF. Sorry. Okay. Earthquake Batten, uh, fake. Yeah. Okay. Two. Barry Hardy. This is three. Sorry. Uh, actually four. No, this is actually four. Barry Hardy. Barry Hardy. Uh, real. Yeah. Yeah. I think I remember that one. Five. Buddy Summers. Buddy Summers. Wow. What a great name. God, that's from your head though. That's fake. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good name. Uh, six. Barry Orton. Barry Orton. I like they've gone heavy on the berries. That's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I remember that too. Uh, seven. Von Cruz. Fake. Real. Wow. That sounds real too. I thought he made that up. Uh, number, I don't remember this is. Nick, Nick Bennett. Nick Bennett. I'm going to say real. Fake. Wow. Uh, Bubba Kirk. Fake. Real. Fuck. Uh, Tom Carlson. Fake. Mm-hmm. Okay. Terry Gibbs. Terry Gibbs. I think you just put two names together. I'm going to say fake. Real. Shit, I should have gone with my gut. Um, last one, Bobby Jaggers. Okay, here's the thing. I swear I've heard that before. Fuck it, real. Yep. Okay. How many? Seven? Seven. Good job. Yeah. Two trivia questions. Are you ready? Yeah. Who suggested that Shawn Michaels use the nickname the Heartbreak Kid? Ooh. her face sensational sherry um this person nicknamed sean perfectly oh wow okay mr perfect wow cool um and who did sean michaels face in his final match on raw oh on raw 
I'll say John Cena. Kane. Oh, okay. I don't know. I wouldn't have known that. All right. So I got seven. Good showing. I did what I did. I think you were up two. I'm up, I'm up five. That now. might be the case. I don't remember. Okay. I lost track. I have to go look. I'm up five. Okay. All right. All right. Anyways, that's Kayfabe Corner. That's the show, too. And that's the show. So uh, stick around, patrons. We're going to hang out for a little bit. The rest of you, thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. You can find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.